1 Thessalonians 5, starting in verse 16. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. We ask the question, and it's on the front of your, your bulletin. What is God's will for Thanksgiving? Right? And, and from that video, and, and you can already sense, it is so much more than a once-a-year gathering where we sort of uh, gorge ourselves on food. Nothing wrong with gatherings. Nothing wrong with enjoying turkey and all of that. Uh, but it is so much more than a one-off. It is so much more than, than really a, a focus on self. God's will for thanksgiving, as, as you see in the, in the Word and, and in the video there, is that it's really an every moment in every circumstance will. And, and it sounds kind of simple on the surface, and yet for many of us here today, my prayer has been that God would give you the courage, give you the courage to, to practically apply His truth. We, we were in a series the last several weeks. What am I supposed to do with God's truth? You remember that? We're supposed to be doers of it. We're supposed to be speakers of it, meaning our life is supposed to speak His truth. And then we saw we're supposed to walk in truth, right? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to prayerfully ask you during this time to, to allow God to not just speak truth to you today, but for you to respond in a very real and practical way, right? Because if you look at that verse there, it says in verse 18, give thanks in all circumstances. There's a couple of words there that, that are really potentially life transformative for you. Just, just profound words. That, that first word we're going to look at is all. All. It means no exceptions. No exceptions. Right? Many of us have grown up in the church. I'm thankful, you know, and, and we name off a lot of the blessings. Right? We can be really, it's easier to be thankful in, in prosperity. But that word all literally means we are to give thanks without exception for every circumstance that comes into our life. We are to give thanks. Now, right away, some of you are like, are you kidding? All? Who said it's kind of hard? Thelma, I appreciate your... And and I'm going to take it one step further, Thelma. It's not only hard, it's what? Impossible. Okay, how many of you believe that this is God's truth? How many of you believe God's Word is truth? As a believer, this is our authority, right? So, God's Word, His truth says, give thanks, Thelma, in how many? All. Did God really mean that? Is that a suggestion or a command? So, how are we supposed to do that? Through him. So let's 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 we gotta lay the framework here. He says all, which means in the Greek and Hebrew and Latin and every other language, all means all. Okay, right? There's nothing too nothing too heavy and deep about that. All means all. Hmm. 
See, what makes that really hard is that not all things in my life are very pleasant. And so, when the adversity comes, the challenge immediately arises to the all, right? And immediately we, we, we recognize, I can't do this. How many would say, that is impossible for me? Literally, in my flesh, left up to me, probably in 10% give thanks. <laughs> so right away we have to acknowledge, yes, Lord, you say all. And in the same breath we say, and yes, Lord, it is impossible. And that's okay. That's where he wants us to be. See, we call Christianity a relationship, right? And and the question for you, in your relationship with Jesus, as you've been walking in truth, as you've been walking with the Lord, has it been dynamic? Is, is Is it filled with supernatural power? Do you wake up and go, oh, Lord, yes, I'm in a relationship with the living God. I'm following Jesus, and he's doing supernatural things in my life. Or is it, hmm, Hmm. Oh, it's church. Oh, I'm gonna read my Bible. What? We're to walk. We're to be walking with Jesus. If the Bible says we're supernaturally indwelt by who? The Holy Spirit to do supernatural things, which is really obedience. Right? For many of us, we have to say, and I love this verse because the simplicity really calls us on it. It's impossible. And if you will say, really, in your whole life, Lord, it's impossible. That's the first step to saying, I need you. And then you say, Holy Spirit, have, have control. Holy Spirit, empower me. And then you know what happens to your walk with the Lord? Whoosh! Suddenly, you are being transformed from the inside out, and you're walking around with power and joy and the fruit of the Spirit, and your neighbor next to you is like, what happened to you? <laughs> right? Teresa looks at Brenda and says, what happened to you? And then Brenda looks at Teresa, I don't know, what happened to you? And you know what happened to them? They both said, help. I need you, Lord. Empower me every day. Because you said all. Right? So it's all, which requires all of him and us just getting out of the way, really. Right? And then the other key word, the other key word is in. In. In your notes, there. It's, 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 it's two two letters. Everyone say in, because many of us are used to giving thanks for. What are you thankful for, Diana? What are you thankful for? I have Christ in my life, Daryl. What are you thankful for? That you're here. All right, Ernie. What are you thankful for? Everything. Okay. Okay. Sally, what are you thankful for? My Lord. Okay. And we could be thankful for our jobs. We could be thankful for what's in our refrigerator. We could be thankful for our material. Right? We're, we're used to listing what we're thankful for. But the challenge this morning is giving thanks in. Giving thanks in. And, and, if you look at your notes there, right? Why is this challenging? Because oftentimes we respond to adversity in various ways. And what I did is I put, I put a list there of common reactions or responses uh, to adversity. And what I did is I went through Scripture 
And I looked in a variety of ways, like some of the, the, uh, the prohibitions you'll see here and, and just some of the examples. And God, I believe, put them in there, some prohibitions, because he knew that's how we would react and respond, right? So common reactions. Just, just think about your life. When something doesn't go like you thought it was going to be, right? When, when you're in the midst of adversity, how do you normally respond, right? And I put a few there, right? Grumbling, complaining. You ever grumble and complain when you're in the midst of adversity? Of course not. Okay, so you're now lying in the midst of adversity. Okay. Honestly, grumblers and complainers, right, in the midst of adversity, the first thing, why, 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 right, grumbling and complaining. Philippians 2.14, do everything without complaining or arguing or grumbling. Everything. Everyone said, ouch, right, we had an ouch, we had another impossible, right, Philippians 2, do everything without complaining or arguing or grumbling. So God knows that's what we're going to do. That's what we do as humans. And he says, do everything without it. Anyone violate that since you woke up this morning? In the last three hours? <laughs> you grumble a little bit? Oh, they got those donuts. Why didn't they get the sprinkles? Oh, right? Do everything. Eat a donut without grumbling or complaining, right? Right? What else? What else? Anger, accusations against God. You don't have to turn there. Look at this one. I'm Job. You know the story of Job. Goes through tremendous adversity. Look what Job says at one point. Job 30, verse 20, 21. I cry out to you, O God, but you do not answer. I stand up, but you merely look at me. You turn on me ruthlessly. With the might of your hand, you attack me. This is Job. You ever been there in the midst of adversity? Hey, Lord! Where are you? Lord, what's the deal? You ever been in adversity and you start to accuse God of forgetting about you, ignoring you, even attacking you? God, why are you doing this to me? Is that how we respond, right? Worry? Anybody here ever been in adversity and start to worry? Right? Matthew 6, 25, right? That passage from there, do not worry. You know where the word worry comes from? Strangle. When you worry, you're literally, it comes from the word to strangle. It strangles your joy, strangles your peace, strangles a lot of things in your life. That's worry. Right? How else do we do? Anxiety? Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything. There's another one of those thing words. Everything, anything. You ever respond in anxiety? In adversity? Right? How about revenge? First Peter three nine, do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. You ever been in adversity? Maybe caused by somebody or a group and you're like, Ooh, it's a good thing I'm not God. <laughs> Lightning bolts and Anyone? Be honest. Anyone ever ever been in adversity where you want to repay? Let me give a little payback, right? And what does God say? Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. Anyone ever been insulted? Everyone, anyone ever been guilty of firing right back? Right, right. In Genesis 3, right? Remember Adam and Eve's sin? 
God comes back to the garden and then in, and he says, uh, where are you? Right? And he says, he answered, I heard you in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. Sometimes in the midst of adversity, even adversity that we cause because of our decisions, we want to hide. We just want to hide. We want to avoid the confrontation. We want to avoid owning up to what we did. So we hide. We blame shift. Lord, the lady you gave me. Remember that? And then Eve says, Lord, the serpent. We blame shift. Some of us, our reaction to adversity is is to hide. Denial. Avoidance. Blame shifting. Shame. Guilt. Embarrassment. How do you respond to adversity? Right? And then fret and envy. Do not fret because of evil men or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Right? Fret or envy. Psalm 37.1. You ever spin in a, in, a, in a situation where maybe there's a huge financial need and you're like, what's up with that? That guy doesn't even love God. And look at how he's been blessed. Anyone ever have those moments? Lord, why, why do these people who, who curse your name and, and want nothing to do with you, how come they seem to be all happy and go lucky and have all the blessings? Anyone? So maybe we respond to adversity where we start to fret and we just start to get consumed and envious of those that don't even know the Lord. That's our response, right? And one that's not on there, endurance. 2 Timothy 2, 3 says, Endure hardship with us like a good soldier. So it's not all bad. Endurance. Some of us, when we face adversity, you read that verse in 2 Timothy, you're like, okay, I just got to endure. I'm enduring. Right? Turn to someone next to you and say, I'm enduring right now. Right? Right? So, so we, get, we get real, oh, and then you walk around because you're enduring adversity, Daryl. I'm enduring adversity. And you say, you want to come to Jesus and endure with me? You want to come to Jesus? We're going to heaven, but until then, we've got to endure. That's what we do. We walk around because we're enduring. Come to Jesus and endure with me. And we wonder, oh, everyone's like, see you later. You know, busy Sunday morning, can't be there. You know, how do you respond to adversity? I just put that list in there because my guess is many of us do not respond habitually. Okay, that's what when it says give thanks, it's a conscious personal choice we make continuously. It's not a one-off. And my guess is that everyone in here, I'm just going to say, my guess is pretty much everyone in here, when you face adversity, your first response is not to give thanks. It's probably one on that list. And there's probably a lot of reasons why we don't give thanks. And, 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 and the challenging part for me, guys, is, is I have been really challenged by that simple word in because if you understand in versus for you have to make a choice and here's a choice you have to make the choice to believe God's truth in your circumstance and not just to emotionally deal with it 
You have to make the very real rubber meets the road truth to bring God in to your circumstance. And what's the door? Giving thanks. Now, it's not giving thanks for a horrific, terrible thing that may have happened. That's, not, that's the difference between in and for. But when you're in, when, 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 when circumstances have turned your world upside down and, and, and you're going down that list literally, making your way down there with all your human reactions and all the things that you're trying to cope with and deal with it and work your way through it and make peace with it, one of the reasons we get stuck in our spiritual growth and even in processing events in our life. Because we never even thought that we're supposed to give thanks in this mess. We're supposed to give thanks in. In the mess. In the adversity. And that's a very challenging thing. And, and I've been challenged a few times this, this week. Just normal everyday stuff. Something happened, and I, 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 you know, be honest, okay? When things don't go according to my schedule, I tend to react. And, and it, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm okay, we're going, we're going to start really something that seems real trite, maybe something really even silly. We were going to the movies yesterday. And I had asked, what time does the movie start? What time? Because I'm one of those on time, get there early, get the best seat. So we're getting off the off-ramp, and I was notified that the movie actually was 15 minutes earlier than I was originally told. Now, I'm an on-time kind of guy, so that really messes me up. And right away, I go to red line. I'm like, you know, and I'm, and I'm like trying to deal with this driving over there. But right away, the Lord's like, are you going to give thanks in this? No, I'm serious, right? It sounds silly. Are you going to give thanks in this? Because I wanted to react in anger and frustration and, and da da da. And so uh, I drop my family off real quick and I'm going to the lot, literally driving to find the spot, and I'm challenged the whole way. Are you going to give thanks? Are you going to give thanks in this? And so I, you know, I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to give you thanks. I don't feel like it necessarily right now, but you say to give thanks, so I'm giving thanks. Okay, Lord, thank you. In this right now, I'm just going to give you thanks. And I walked through that, and it changed. It changed things to choose to give thanks in that sort of silly example. Now, let me, let me, let me share on the other end of the spectrum another, another example of this. And this one's a lot harder because I've I've been challenged this week as I've been trying to apply that word to my life to look back on very challenging situations in my life and to ask myself, well, Richie, how did you how did you deal with that? What'd you do? And uh, you know, a couple of a couple of years ago. You know, one of my best friends and, and one of our brothers in the Lord, Pastor Larry, took his life. And on a lot of different levels, I had to walk the body through this 
this body, walk the valley through this. And then I had to deal with this and cope with this personally. And a lot of the stuff on that list I went through. But I will be honest with you. In trying to work through Pastor Larry's death, I never even thought to give thanks in it. I was angry, confused, hurt. But I never gave thanks. And and, and I wrestled with that that, that, that verse and, and give thanks in all circumstances. And two years ago, in the midst of that horrific circumstance, yeah, I wasn't giving thanks. I was coping. I was doing the pastoral, walk the body through this. I was walking everyone through the grieving and mourning process. But I'll be honest with you, it didn't even enter my mind to give thanks. And then I said, Lord, what, what does that mean to give thanks? If it's not being thankful for what happened, and I'm not thankful for what happened, but you call me to be, give thanks in it, how do I do that? What, what, what do I do? Well, it's supernatural. It's got to be an act of the Holy Spirit. But Lord, what are your promises in this? What, do I, what am I going to hold on to in your truth in the midst of this horrific, mind-numbing experience that I'm going through right now. What am I clinging to, Lord? I need something from Your Word. I need Your truth. If You call me to give thanks, then help me to understand a bigger perspective of Your truth, right? And He did. Turn to Romans There's some promises listed there. And if we're going to give thanks in all circumstances, it is an act of the supernatural Holy Spirit indwelling in us, but it is not just an emotional thing. It is based on God's promises. Amen? It is based on His promise that He will never leave us nor forsake us. It is based on His promise that nothing will ever separate us from His love. Do you understand? Lord, I can give thanks in this adversity because Your Word says You are here with me. Lord, I can give thanks in this adversity because nothing will separate me from Your love. And then Romans 8.28 says this, And we know that in all things... How many things? We know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him who have been called according to His purpose. He doesn't say all things are good. But what He does say is that in all things, God works for the good of His children. So how can you give thanks in adversity? How can I rewind the tape and, 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 and re, even help heal me and reprocess the whole thing with Pastor Larry? I can say, Lord... By faith and obedience and the power of your Holy Spirit, I'm going to give thanks in this. 
And giving thanks in this is based on your presence with me all the time. Giving thanks in this is based on the fact that nothing will separate me from your love. And Romans 8.28 says, Lord, I can give you thanks in this because all things in my life as your child work for my good. Amen? No matter what happens in your life as a child of God, Romans 8.28, God promises to work it for whose good? Yours. How He does that, how long it takes, we don't know. But we do know the promise of God that for all of His children, those that love Him, you can give thanks in adversity because that adversity is going to be used by Him for your good. That is life transforming. Because you see, as a believer now, it's win-win. You give thanks in the prosperity. And then even when adversity comes, it's still a win. Because God's going to work it for the good. Amen? See, a lot of us spend time, especially in our culture, what do we spend the most of our time, a lot of our time doing? Trying to avoid adversity. Honestly, we try to get comfortable jobs, houses, good health, all this kind of stuff. And in the end, what are we trying to do? Ad- avoid adversity. There's this value that's, that's inherent in the American culture called personal peace. And I'm going to work really hard for personal peace. And really, a lot of us, our lives are built upon personal peace. And we want to maximize comfort, maximize pleasure, and minimize adversity. But as a believer, here's the truth. It doesn't matter. Because in prosperity or in adversity, we are to give what? Thanks. We are to give thanks in all circumstances. Because even in the most trying, heart-wrenching, difficult circumstance in your life or my life, as a child of God on the, on the truth of Romans 8.28, God is going to work it for the good. Amen? going to work it for the good. So what's the real life application when we leave here, when we break? Give thanks in all things. So when that person cuts you off on the way home, when your football team doesn't win today, when you burn something in the oven, or if your oven doesn't work, This is real life, guys. In all things, we're to give thanks. You stop and you say, Lord, I'm about to get angry. Lord, I'm about to get confused. Lord, I'm about to get anxious. Lord, I'm about to worry. You choose to stop and you say, no. Today I learned I'm going to give thanks. I'm going to stop and I'm going to give thanks in this. In this. And I'm going to claim your promises and live by faith. I'm going to live by faith. And watch what happens to you when you start giving thanks in all things. Just watch what happens. And here's the great thing. Many of you may not even know. We celebrate communion weekly, right? Depending on your church tradition, can anyone ever hear the word Eucharist? Did you know that the word Eucharist is actually the Greek word for Thanksgiving? 
The word Eucharist means to be thankful, to be grateful. And so in this Thanksgiving season, in this truth that we're to give thanks in all circumstances, you know where it all begins? (laughs) Giving thanks for what Jesus did for us. Amen? Amen? That's what we do. That's what we do. And it's not just on Sundays. You give thanks every day in every circumstance. Amen? Let's pray together. Father, thank You for speaking truth once again through Your Word this morning. We are to give thanks in all circumstances for this is Your will. It's a supernatural it's a supernatural command that we literally cannot fulfill on our own. And so we, we acknowledge that right now. But we're reminded through communion, through Eucharist, that it all begins with a relationship with You, Jesus. By faith, believing that You died for our sins. Trusting You alone for salvation. Giving thanks to You, Jesus, for what You did for us. And so, Father, we uh, we just pause. <clears throat> and as we uh, are going to hold these cups in a few minutes, if there's areas in our life that we have not been giving thanks in. Would you bring that to our heart and mind? And forgive us for that. And then over the next days and weeks and months, as we walk in faith and obedience, would you enable us supernaturally to give thanks in all circumstances and to walk by faith in your incredible promises? whether we're in prosperity or adversity. We simply walk in truth. So we give you this time of communion, this time of thanksgiving as a time of reflection and meditation on what you're doing in our lives and, and this truth about giving thanks in all circumstances.